0: Welcome to a brief chat. I'm Jason Crane.
1: I'm Owen Crane. So
0: great to have you here. It's Wednesday. It's the 12th. Sure. The 12th of August. I don't know. I have to look at this. I have no idea what. In fact, while looking at this in an interview last week, I said it was the 12th or whatever day it was of July. So even looking at this doesn't matter. Yeah. Anyway, it's the 12th of August. uh, And before we dive into today's topic, let's take a look back at this day in radical history via the thing that replaces my brain and also the certain days calendar. Uh, today, in fact, actually, today in, in this year is the peak of the Perseid meteor shower. So, if you want to go out and see some falling space rocks,
1: can we go watch the Falling Space Rocks? We totally can
0: go watch Falling Space Rocks. Um, and now we drastically shift our mood. 2017, uh, on this day, Heather Heyer was killed by a car uh, driven into a group of protesters in Charlottesville, Virginia. In 1981, on the 12th, the first IBM personal computer was stocked in stores, which, I you know, I've said this about some other kind of technological things that have been mentioned in this. I don't think is as, as a radical event in the sense of radical politics, but it's certainly radical in the effect it's had on our lives. Oh yeah, um, definitely. You know,
1: and has led to the ability to <laughs> do what we're
0: doing right now and everything else. Yeah. Well, that, but
1: also, I'm thinking like Arab Spring and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. Totally. like amplifies. Radical movement.
0: That's an awesome point, and actually, that one's just a repeat. So that's yeah, the the in radical history. Sweet.
1: Uh, welcome back. Oh, hold hi. On. Thank you. Oh
0: Lord, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. It's O
1: <laughs> in time.
0: There we go. Welcome thank back, you.
1: sweetheart. Thank you.
0: Um, you suggested today's topic, which is uh, generational differences in humor. Yes. Like why I'm funny and you're not, for example.
1: <laughs> yes. Exactly. Yeah
0: um it's not that at all Owen is (laughs) is hilarious uh you're welcome tell me more about what you were thinking
1: so I I've been thinking a lot about like kind of the my first introductions to humor by my parents which I also you'll have to help me understand if it's also just the niche humor my parents were into or if it's
0: Right, 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 right. yeah.
1: Right. Um, we I, should
0: I'm sorry, just for, in case anybody's seeing us for the first time, we're 22 years apart. Yes. I'm younger and Owen is older. Um, so just I take have that a portrait into, somewhere. Yeah, take that yeah. into consideration. Um, Owen drinks calf's blood every night, <laughs> and that's how Owen stays oh, looking like. I know, which is sad because so you would think, given that we just did an episode about how episode, Owen's become yes, vegan, yeah. this was a bit we left out, and we <laughs> talked about it beforehand, whether we would bring this up. And uh, we decided on that episode not to, which I think was a little cowardly on our part. So today we're coming clean. That's so um, sad. That's how Owen stays so young looking. <laughs> so you're 90. So tell me about what was happening. But anyway, what was the stuff that your parents introduced you to and like the, kind of your early introduction to humor?
1: So I was raised on like Spike Jones records and Dr. Demento and Monty Python and... What else was I raised on?
0: And of those things... Weird Al. Weird Al. Yeah. So I would say... So your parents are... uh, They're like 10 years older than you. Slightly less than 10 years older than me. And... I would say of the things you just mentioned, so Spike Jones Records, Weird Al, Dr. Demento, Python. Like, I also grew up with Python. Yeah. And I grew up with many other people who grew up with Dr. Demento, although I personally was not a Dr. Demento person just because I wasn't really exposed to it. Sure. The only Dr. Demento thing I knew, I knew because of my cousin Todd, because he was listening to it one day, and I believe it was Weird Al's parody of the Kinks' Lola. Weird Al did one that was Yoda. Y-O-D-A, Yoda. And I remember hearing that. Um, and that's about that's really my only Weird Al and Dr. Demento until Weird Al had some video hits and that kind of thing right Um, and then Python I mean I binged Python with all my friends that's what we would do on weekends when other kids were partying Um, so I think the those things Weird Al Demento Python I think those are very generationally appropriate okay Spike Jones records that's at least a generation before. So your that's more parents. if
1: my grandparents had ever been funny.
0: Exactly, exactly. Not not stoic people of the Greatest Generation or whatever, yeah. but had senses of humor. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, my grandpa, in fairness, both of them had a sense of humor. It was just really, you you got it like once a year at Christmas as a special treat. <laughs> Grandpa's gonna make a joke. Everybody, yeah, exactly. Around. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably racially insensitive. You're going to be like, please don't ever say that again.
0: <laughs> now, that's humor that you were introduced to. But talk to me about humor that you subsequently discovered on your own. Like, what kinds of stuff oh, well, did you get into? I
1: think, I think like, I'm kind of lucky because I grew into this moment in comedy where everybody was like, what if we were actually just really cool to each other? And we made that, like, a focal point. Yeah. Um, and, like, making... Again, talking about technology, now everyone can just put funny stuff out on the internet and it goes viral. So like things, I can quote like 800 vines to you. Right. No clue who any of those people are. So like that. Well, that's not
0: entirely true. You definitely know who some of them are. There's some famous people among them. Yeah, yeah.
1: sure. But but a lot of stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I think the gatekeeping of comedy is in some ways much less than it used to be for the reason you mentioned because of... Because of technology, because like I remember growing up, I mean, if you were going to make it and now I'll speak specifically about stand up, for example, if you were going to make it as a stand up comic with any kind of national platform, you had you had one and only one way to do that. And that was to make it onto one of the late night talk shows, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, certainly Johnny Carson was one of the main ones, and then Letterman, Um, if you got a spot on one of those shows and it went well, people would start hearing about who you were. And that was like how you ended up getting a sitcom. Mm -hmm. And a sitcom was your path to then everybody. You know, that's how Jerry Seinfeld went from becoming a comedian a lot of people knew to, I mean, literally a household name. (laughs) Deborah. (laughs) Right.
1: That's not Seinfeld. That's That's, (laughs) that's Ray Romano. But same thing. Ray Romano
0: is exactly the same yeah, story. Yeah, exactly. From stand-up to uh, good spots on late-night TV to sitcom.
1: Yeah, fucking hate both of them. <laughs> Gotta just put that out there real yeah, quick. Yeah,
0: I can't stand I, Seinfeld. No.
1: But you know who... Okay, you know what's also funny, too, that my mom and I would also guilty watch as a kid? is Bill Engvall. I don't like...
0: That's rough, buddy.
1: Yeah, I don't even... Yeah. I don't like him as a person. I think I would probably cringe now watching it, but there was several late nights where my mom and I like huge misogynist. Not great yeah. whatsoever. And and very much like of that era where it was like
0: Him, Larry. My the wife, cable guy, Ron yeah, wife. exactly. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, all those kind of like you know, we're not PC, we're good old boys, Ugh. you know, assholes. Um Yeah. No, I totally I totally get that. And I mean, I definitely have there's people in my comedy sphere who I'm uncomfortable with some of the things they say and and like anyway. Um, And we've talked before on this show, and had I done any prep at all, I would tell you which episode it was on, but I didn't, so I don't know. Uh, But we've talked on this show before about Vines, which you already Mm -hmm. mentioned. And, I mean, for me, that was definitely something I didn't even know existed until I met you. And that's a whole culture I've been introduced to now. Um, (laughs) It's so cute. It is. I am adorable. I it is
1: really great because, like, I'll just come home from work sometimes and you're just watching, like, an hour-long compilation video of Vines. It that is, is true. I love it so much. I do
0: do that. Yeah. Um, and the other place, I think, that has revolutionized being funny is Twitter.
1: Oh, I was just going to say Twitter.
0: We'll say more about that. No. Okay, great. <laughs> you're a fabulous co-host, and I'm really glad that you came on today. Thanks. Yeah. That's someone's last appearance, everybody. <laughs> I know I keep saying that. No, but I think... Um, if in this whole idea of gatekeeping i think twitter is another place where uh people who would not have accessed our eyeballs before now can access our eyeballs and can be funny to us in ways that they uh they wouldn't have been able to before and accessing our eyeballs is actually kind of ableist because people also interface with twitter by having their computers read to them access our attention um so i think that like twitter you know if you look at something like Shit My Dad Says, which was a Twitter account, which then became a television show. Um, and then I think of there are platforms like Weird Twitter, which I don't, you know, Weird Twitter is still a thing, but I don't think it's as kind of hip and happening as it was five or seven or eight years ago. But um, there are the, all those, you know, people like Drill, for example, oh, you know, yes. who have like enormous followers. And it's a kind of humor.
1: It's absurdist.
0: Yeah. And I think a lot of Twitter humor has changed the way we make jokes because of the language restrictions Twitter imposed, you know, in terms of conciseness, it definitely has swung the pendulum back from long story comedy. Like originally, I think stand up was a lot of one liners Mm -hmm. and then it became observational and it was long stories that had kind of punchlines sprinkled throughout. But Twitter doesn't have time for long stories so twitter kind of moved the comedy pendulum i think back in the direction of short funny things and often short funny things that are commentaries on other things that already exist on twitter yeah
1: yeah Uh, exactly referential that like you might see like a tweet four tweets ago about like a cultural moment or um like a meme or something like that and then four tweets down like on your timeline completely separate is somebody making a joke about it right and it's a a callback between two things that are completely separate <laughs> from each other.
0: yeah. and it I think it's allowed for a lot of um, immediate response comedy that before was only open to the hosts of late night TV shows who could do monologues about what happened oh, yeah. in the news that day. And now anybody who has a funny take, if it's if it gets recognized by enough people, can kind of blow up in based on their reaction to something that's happening in the moment which i don't think was available to people before just Mm -hmm. because we didn't have the technology right yeah it's interesting i am i'm curious to see like you know my kids um who are then again like you know 10 and more years younger than you they certainly like you know vine comedy and youtube comedy they're not twitter people but Um, YouTube comedy, Instagram comedy, that kind of stuff, Snapchat, which I don't know what's happening there comedy-wise, but that is very much in their wheelhouse.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, one of the first things that John and I bonded over was Vines. Right. Like, he would just look at me, and he goes, let's go to the beach, beach, and I'd just be like, (laughs) Ninky Ninky
0: Minjaj.
1: And, like, it makes no sense. (laughs) Like, it doesn't even sound funny.
0: Unless you know. Yes, exactly.
1: Like, unless you've seen this dude in a towel, just completely.
0: So, I'm curious what like where comedy will be by the time they're your age and then my age yeah. um and how much the kind of short concise nature of modern comedy thanks to vine and twitter and things like that will have changed like i've been watching a lot of stand up recently by comedians about your age or with maybe a few years older and just noticing how much f- faster a lot of it is and i think a mm. lot of that is influenced by the yeah. the culture that exists Anyway, we're uh we're over time. Some Ooh. thoughts on comedy. Thanks for the cool topic today.
1: Yeah, thanks. Was Super fun. fun to
0: have you. Um that's Owen. Would you like to tell people where they can follow you on the tweets? Uh
1: at Shimmy Lizard on Twitter.
0: Just exactly like it spelled exactly like it sounds, Shimmy yeah. and Lizard all one word. Even though Twitter makes me get down to about the Z before it <laughs> auto-completes Owen for me now. Like I've I can't even tell you how many times I've freaking tagged at Shimmy Lizard. <laughs> I have to type it Shimmy L-I-Z. Oh, did you mean your spouse who's literally linked in your bio? Yes twitter i did thank you very much um you can go and become a member of the show if you would like to at abriefchat.com you can also find all the previous episodes there if you click on abc on youtube you can watch us do this instead of just listen uh if you are already watching you're done uh, but you can see in the playlist uh, all the previous episodes of this show thank you to all the members who are thank supporting so us much. yeah we really appreciate yeah. it and uh, thank you so much for getting in touch from time to time it's really great to hear from you which you can obviously do to uh, Owen on Twitter or with Owen or at Owen or something, I don't know, two sounds a little <laughs> abrasive. Just scream at um, Owen, it's Yeah, fun. and you yeah. can uh, always email me at uh, jason at abriefchat.com if you have longer things to say, although I do now see tweets again, because I'm stupid.
1: I don't have an email.
0: No, Owen has never sent an email. It's no. really weird, it's the whole millennial thing. It's Owen... like
1: fax, somebody had to show me how to do it.
0: Yeah, Owen does only two things, uh, they tweet and then they have a pigeon around whose leg they tie a note and they just have to send it out so
1: i know i kind of want to have a little pigeon friend
0: (laughs) all right so we're going to sign off from this video and go catch a pigeon (laughs) and uh we'll have that pigeon presumably inside the jaws of our cat next time we uh, talk to you on a brief chat i love you i love you what
1: okay let's finish the show and then for the video people only can we show them norman
0: no just go grab norman what the hell So if you're listening to this on the podcast, you're not going to get the joy of seeing Norman right now. But uh, if you're watching it on video, and this might be a good reason to go in the show notes and click on the video if you are listening to it, uh, here's a little bit of Norman. Who will be thrilled to be here, by the way. Here he is. is Hi, buddy.
1: Hi, Tom. Hi, I love sweet
0: you. boy. This is our cat Norman. We got him a few weeks ago, and uh, there's a whole podcast about him. So if you want, it, you can go back in the archives. Just if you go to the reefchat.com and search for Norman, you'll see the episode about him, and it tells the backstory of why we got him because of his name, etc., etc. And now he's gonna he flee. Is, he is. Out. All right. So, bye, Norman. Uh, I love you.
1: I love you. We love, love you. A, a better, better world, world is possible. possible,
0: but we have a lot of work to do.
1: We do.